Welcome to the Super Prompt Podcast. Join me, your host, Tony Wan, as I go under the hood with AI experts, engineers, and entrepreneurs to explore burning questions, pitfalls, and best practices, whether you're inside the industry or not. I hope to reveal something you haven't yet discovered. We laugh, we cry, we iterate. For early adopters of generative AI. Dear listener, I'm your host, Tony Wan, and this will be my very first solo episode. I'm going to be doing these solo episodes periodically. It's a way to integrate the knowledge I've gained thus far from speaking with my various guests. But also, it's a way to bring those coming up to speed on AI along for the ride by providing more information, explanation, and context. I chose this letter read aloud format because it allows me to prepare ahead of time so that my explanations can be more concise. But at the same time, because I'm reading them aloud live, live, I can go off script whenever I want, not now. I'll start each of these solo episodes with a question. So the question for this episode is, how would you describe ChatGPT in your own words? I think that's the easiest way to tell if you know something, is if you can formulate it in your own words. So I sat down for about a half an hour and wrote an explanation of ChatGPT based on what I know so far. This is what I came up with. ChatGPT is a user interface to a neural network designed to model and predict language. ChatGPT tries to predict the answer you want based on the question you ask. In AI lingo, questions are called prompts because the input you provide doesn't necessarily have to be a question. It could be a phrase like a quick brown fox. ChatGPT builds the response progressively. It predicts the first word of the phrase, then the next. Each possible word that comes next is assigned a probability. In AI lingo, that's called a weight. In the above phrase, when predicting the next word, ChatGPT might assign xylophone a lower weight than jumped, just based on all the information it's been trained on. Via repetitive looping, entire sentences and paragraphs are constructed. To get to the next word, ChatGPT essentially rolls a dice and because we're dealing with probabilities, the response could be different each time, even with the same prompt. You tell ChatGPT something, it responds. Isn't that how human communication works? We're always trying to guess what the other is getting at. Sometimes we're right, sometimes we're wrong, but over time we get closer. Like a good dog tries to figure out what its human wants, ChatGPT is also trying to figure out what its human wants. And the humans who built it and trained it gave it a T-R-E-A-T whenever it got it right. A gazillion T-R-E-A-T-S's later, ChatGPT is a very, very good dog. What do you think of my explanation? I, I was pretty proud of it. I, I worked on it for like a half an hour. Uh, but I wondered, was it accurate enough? Uh, so uh, I thought... Who else better to ask than ChatGPT? Uh, 
But uh, before I ask ChatGPT that question, I wanted it to know who the audience I was writing for. Uh, so I came up with this as my prototypical audience, a smart 12-year-old. Why a smart 12-year-old? Well, a smart 12-year-old, if you can remember back to when you were a smart 12-year-old, was capable or is capable of understanding very complex subjects. Um, smart 12-year-olds are also known to geek out on certain things uh, if they are interested in them. So I thought that might be a perfect prototypical audience. It's also my age inside. So I gave ChatGPT this prompt. Evaluate the accuracy of the following 200-word explanation of ChatGPT written so that a smart 12-year-old can understand it with a bit of humor and using metaphors. And after that, I put my entire explanation in quotes. And uh, this is what ChatGPT responded with. Overall, the accuracy of this explanation of ChatGPT for a smart 12-year-old is fairly good. The author, me, uses simple language and humorous metaphors to help make the concepts easier to understand. The author explains how ChatGPT predicts answers based on prompts and gives an example of how the weight of each possible word is assigned. They also describe the repetitive looping that occurs in ChatGPT to construct sentences and paragraphs and acknowledge that the response could be different each time with the same prompt due to the rolling dice with weights and probabilities. The author, me, also does a good job of making a comparison between ChatGPT and human conversation, explaining that both involve guessing what the other is getting at and getting closer over time. Overall, the use of metaphors like comparing ChatGPT to a good dog who's trying to figure out what its human wants and gets rewarded for doing so is a clever and effective way to explain the machine learning process. Okay, those are very encouraging words from ChatGPT, very positive. Thank you, ChatGPT, for that uh, very nice feedback. I love you, ChatGPT. Then I wanted to check out if ChatGPT could improve upon my explanation. So I, I fed back my explanation and said I wanted it improved for the 12-year-old kid and uh, the smart 12-year-old kid. And this is what ChatGPT came back with. So this is what it did with my response as inspiration, and it rewrote it. It writes, ChatGPT is like a super smart dog that can understand and talk with humans. It's like having a conversation with a really intelligent pooch. But instead of barks and wagging tails, ChatGPT uses a special computer program to understand what we're asking and predict what we might say next. We give it a starting phrase called a prompt. Then it tries to come up with a response that makes sense based on what it's learned from the internet. It's a bit like playing a game of guessing. ChatGPT tries to guess the next word in the sentence, and then the next, and so on, until it's built a whole response. But because it's making educated guesses, the response might be different each time we ask the same question. 
And just like a good dog who gets treats for doing the right thing, ChatGPT has been trained by humans to get better and better at predicting what we want. So after getting tons and tons of treats, it's become a really smart and helpful tool for communicating with computers. So next time you need some help talking to a computer, just think of ChatGPT as your trusty furry friend who's always ready to lend a paw. Okay, that's, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, so ChatGPT simplified my explanation for a 12-year-old. It really dialed in to the audience, uh, more than my explanation, actually. Um, assuming, and of course, this is based on its model of a 12-year-old. My model of a 12-year-old smart 12-year-old, it doesn't really need to be simplified that much. Like when I was a 12-year-old, I might have thought that might be talking down to me. But um, I think maybe it's building a model of a stereotypical 12-year-old kid. Uh, it also played up the dog metaphor much more than mine. I, I think it, was, it used the dog metaphor in its entire explanation where I just touched upon it briefly at the end. The only bit of humor it missed was I spelled out the word treats, T-R-E-A-T. Um, if you're a dog owner, you know that every time you utter the word treats, your dog just goes bonkers. It goes crazy with excitement. So uh, if you don't know what you're saying, you have to spell it. So for instance, for the people who aren't uh, dog owners, if you are saying, hey, honey, can you pack up? the T-R-A-T-S's for whoever your dog is, uh, it's a code word and the dog's not going to understand it so that you can secretly put the treats in the backpack without the dog going crazy. Uh, so that's the only bit of humor it missed. But I think with the right prompting, I can make it understand that it needs to use that sort of dog humor. But it was weird because it used dog humor at the very end about uh, your trusty furry friend lending a paw. So it was weird because it added its own humor, but it missed mine. Okay, so next step. So I, I got very curious about what ChatGPT thought about the response it generated based on my, uh, my words as inspiration. So I fed back its own response back to ChatGPT and asked what it thought. Okay, what's weird is that it was more critical of its own response. Um, so I'm going to read you parts of its response about the, the, um, the, the explanation it came up with. It starts with the same type of positive feedback it gave to me. Uh, and again, this is ChatGPT commenting on its own explanation. The comparison to a dog's ability to understand its owner, owner's tone and body language is a Great way to explain how ChatGPT understands human language. I thought that was great. You know, yeah, this idea of tone and body language that it, it uh, really dialed into. But then it adds criticism. However, this explanation oversimplifies the complexity of the technology by suggesting that ChatGPT works purely by chance and probability. While ChatGPT does use probability-based methods, it also relies on complex algorithms and machine learning techniques to learn and improve over time. The comparison to humans getting better at understanding each other over time is a nice analogy 
but doesn't fully capture the complexity of the technology. Could this be hubris, ChatGPT? But then it closes with a positive feedback. Overall, while the analogy of ChatGPT as a smart dog is a bit simplified, it's an effective and fun way to introduce the technology to a younger audience. Okay, so it was more critical about its own response, but actually uh, gave it uh, kind of an opportunity for improvement as well. So uh, the other interesting thing, or the thing I found interesting about ChatGPT's response about its response is that it structured the feedback like how you might give feedback to a human. Um, if any of you have taken manager training and, or just training on giving feedback, the common advice is you uh, present something positive and then you present the opportunity for improvement and then you provide something, but you close it with something positive. So you sandwich anything that's negative uh, between two statements that are positive. And that's exactly what, uh, what ChatGPT does. So uh, it's, it's, it's very interesting because when I'm asking it for feedback, it structures it in a very ideal way to provide feedback. Okay, so going further into this inquiry of how ChatGPT shapes explanations for audiences and how it evaluates its own explanations, I wanted to see if it could target the audience for adults instead of kids. So using my uh, description, in my, the words I created, I said, okay, now take these words and target an adult audience. But I wanted to be more specific because an adult uh, audience could be very wide-ranging. Uh, so I picked the audience of a New York Times reader. And this ChatGTP responded, I'm not going to read you the whole thing because it's a really boring response. But I'll read you a little, a little bit of it. So again, this is ChatGPT restructuring my explanation for an audience of the New York Times. ChatGPT is like a fancy robot pup with a knack for understanding human language. It's built on a neural network that can predict what you're asking based on the word you use. You can give it a prompt, which doesn't necessarily have to be a question. Is this boring to you? I find it very boring. Uh, I, I, I was really surprised because the explanation is targeting for the adult audience, a New York Times reader, it's less fun, less clear, more words, and uh, more contrived. B-O-R-I-N-G. I like the smart 12-year-old version I'm way better. And uh, the thing I found the most amusing was that why does ChatGPT think for New York Times readers it needs to change the concept of a of dog, which is a very simple to understand concept. It's one word and turns it into 10 words. It turns a dog into fancy robot pup with a knack for understanding human language, 10x, 10 times more words. So ChatGPT, do you believe dog is not serious enough for the readers of the New York Times? What are you trying to say about readers of the New York Times? 
I didn't ask ChatGPT this question. I was tempted to. These are the kinds of rabbit holes you can go down with ChatGPT. So I just left it there for future exploration. Okay, so at this point, I thought I had a pretty good script for my uh, first solo episode. And so what I did is I uh, centered it around, sent the script around to some of my friends, uh, former guests, uh, people I know that were engineers, but also non-engineers as well. And uh, based on their really uh, thoughtful feedback, um, I just want to tell all my friends that they are in no danger of being replaced by ChatGPT yet. One thing uh, one of my previous guests came back with, Mario, uh, he said that I may want to answer... add in this concept of context window. He thought that was pretty, uh, might be good to have in my basic explanation of what, what ChatGPT is and what it does. But I didn't know what a context window was. He's uh, obviously much deeper in the field than I am. So um, this, is, this is beautiful because I can just ask ChatGPT what a context window is. I, I don't have to expose my ignorance so ChatGPT, please give a less than 50-word example that illustrates how ChatGPT uses context windows. This is the response. And it's an example, exactly what I asked ChatGPT to do. Always find examples more illustrative than just straight definitions. So uh, ChatGPT's example is, user, I'm looking for a new restaurant to try. ChatGPT, quote, Last time we spoke, you mentioned that you like Italian food. Have you tried the new Italian place that just opened downtown? It has great reviews. In this example, ChatGPT uses the context window to remember the user's previous mention of liking Italian food and provides a relevant restaurant suggestion based on that information. So I thought that was a great example. Then Mario and I wondered out loud if context window was the correct technical term for this, for the way uh, ChatGPT comes up with the responses. So I, again, chat with ChatGPT whether context window was a good, good definition or a good um, way of capturing that concept. And ChatGPT's response was, yes, the term context window can be used to describe ChatGPT's ability to take into account information from the entire conversation history rather than just the most recent messages. The context window refers to the range of text the model considers when generating a response for a given prompt. In the case of ChatGPT, the context window is dynamically adjusted based on the conversation history and other relevant factors to provide the most relevant and coherent response possible. I thought it was funny because it said other relevant factors. Why the mystery around other relevant factors, ChatGPT? And then I realized, oh, okay, maybe was this actually a context window like working in action? Because in my previous uh, exchanges with ChatGPT, I asked ChatGPT, to create 50-word explanations. I thought that's kind of the ideal length for a concise explanation. Uh, 
So it's it's possible that based on that that ChatGPT constructed uh, a response that fit into this fifty word uh, target, and so left out other other relevant factors. Uh, but then I asked ChatGPT, please list out other relevant factors. Okay, another sidebar. Um, I know ChatGPT is a machine, but I still feel that it's good to use the word please. I just don't think it's right to just order things to do things. Uh, you shouldn't do that with people. You probably shouldn't do it with things either. Um, and uh, call it a bit of an insurance policy too, uh, because when AI becomes sentient, I think it's going to remember the humans who said, please, just a hunch. ChatGPT's response to my request for more details is as follows. Sure, in addition to the conversation history, there are other factors that may be taken into account by ChatGPT to dynamically adjust its context window and generate relevant and coherent response. These factors may include the specific prompt or question being asked by the user, the user's previous interactions with the model. You know, for example, I asked ChatGPT to for 50-word explanations. The overall topic or theme of the conversation, the language and style of the user's messages, the presence of specific keywords or phrases in the conversation, the model's level of confidence in its response. By taking into account these and other factors, ChatGPT can provide more personalized and relevant responses to users based on their specific needs and interests. So these are all the relevant factors ChatGPT takes into account before providing its response to you. Does this remind you of anything? How about human conversation? We're always taking into account what's already been said, assessing if we're getting the other's point, gauging what's an appropriate response, deciding what to say to move the conversation forward. It's beautiful that an AI engineer had to contemplate how humans actually communicate to really uh, build this great language model. Okay, so... During this inquiry with ChatGPT, there is also something else that struck me odd. And uh, maybe it didn't come to me immediately after the in interaction, but maybe the day after. Um, why was ChatGPT always so pleasant and upbeat in its responses? Uh, I wondered if the... Uh, creators of ChatGPT, the AI engineers uh, really biased it or made it lean towards more positive responses. I mean, it would make sense to make the interactions with users more uh, pleasant, right? So I asked ChatGPT this question, and ChatGPT responded that its responses are neither biased negatively or positively. But it also said and may take into account the tone of the question and use a similar tone for the answer. So it's not that ChatGPT is overly positive and upbeat. 
it's that I am, apparently. In a good conversation, you often learn something about yourself you didn't know before, or perhaps you didn't want to admit before. So in this, my first solo episode, we explored the question of what is ChatGPT using my, the explanation in my own words as a starting point. Now, if you want, try describing ChatGPT in your own words. See how well you know what it does. And if you want, feed it into ChatGPT and see how well it thought you did. I'm going to keep it short and end it here. Thank you for listening and watching, and I look forward to seeing you for the next episode. Thanks for joining us at the Super Prompt Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review. See you next week at Super Prompt.